Hi everybody, you are listening to The Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom, and we're rope partners and we've been practicing together for just over a year. We're excited to share our passion for rope with you. Oh, and we live in Thailand. And we love Thailand. We do. Today we're going to talk about Maya's rope touristing in the UK. And this is a new segment we're going to do once in a while where we talk about rope tourism. So Maya, you went to the UK a little while ago. I did, I did. So um, as people might be able to tell, I'm originally from the UK. So I go back there every now and then. And the last few times I realized that um, as well as uh, seeing family and friends, I could also spend some time um, checking out the rope scene. And thus my uh, rope touristing was um, was started. So um, I did a couple of things in London and then also some things in the Midlands. Um, what's, what's the Midlands? <laughs> the Midlands for English people, British people, is uh, like the middle of the country. So Nottingham, Derby, Leicester, oh. that kind of area. So nothing yeah. to do with Middle Earth then? No, sadly there were no hobbits or elves, oh. or as far as I know. As far as I know. I think there's magic rope in Lord of the Rings, though. We'd have to check that out. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I think anyway. there's a magic rope at some point. <laughs> so is there is there rope in the UK? Is that a thing? Yeah, there is, there is. Uh, and in fact, more than I, I think I realized. So um, I'll, I'll talk about the different places that I went. So okay. uh, the, the first time, um, so this is a couple of times ago, I went to um, a rope studio called Anatomy. But um, that, that does sound familiar. Where is that? Uh, it's in the south of London. Um, and uh, it's a little bit of a trek to get to. You have to work out uh, where it is, but um, it's pretty amazing as a studio. So it has two floors and um, a, a lot of suspension points, um, and they pretty much, as far as I can tell, run uh, rope stuff almost every day of the week now. Wow, uh, that, that yeah. is a lot of rope. Yeah, and they have a very dedicated community of people um, around it. So not only the two people who um, uh, run it, but also they have a number of uh, helpers who kind of support the different nights. And I went to um, one of their rope jams um, okay. where people basically turn up um, and do some rope. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's quite um scary for me because I'm not super extroverted and also I'm a bottom, so... And, with you a sub so I'm not um, going into these kind of things is not my favorite thing but I really wanted to at least see some rope um, and what I did was talk to uh, Jessica Wabbit who's the um, uh, who was the person in charge on that night mm -hmm. and just started chatting to her about what was going on um, and if there would be anyone who might be interested in doing some pickup rope okay um, and she and seems to be very nice and also having seen her rope she does very nice rope herself she does yes yeah i saw you like that um tie she did the other day yeah no she does she does very nice rope she is a true rope uh enthusiast mm -hmm. um, and, a, and a bottom and a top uh, and super nice as well um and yeah so she managed to um put me 
connect me with someone else there um, who she said was a safe rigger and we, we chatted for a bit and then we did some rope. Very nice. How many, how many people were there that night? Um, well, that night um, there was also something in France uh, at the Place de Cordes and so mm -hmm. quite a lot of the people who normally were there were at that. Okay. So there were probably about 20 people, but they can probably take 40 people, although it would be pretty crowded, I think. Okay, that's, um, but that's quite they, a lot for robe, though. Yes, it is. And not only that, they're looking for a bigger premises. So obviously that community is um, doing very well and growing, for that's, sure. That's super nice. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, one, anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, And then um, the next one that I went to was part of the Camden Rope uh, group. So this is the last time that I went back when I was looking for um, uh, workshops. So I okay. wanted to, to get some, some more teaching, uh, some more input, I guess, because obviously in Thailand uh, we're a smaller community and we don't, we, don't get as, we don't have the opportunity, I guess, to have as many teachers come. That's very true. Yeah, uh, although we would like that very much. So if you're a teacher or rigger and you're listening, then we welcome you to come visit us. And uh, and, and you can space. get a holiday in Thailand out of it, which is exactly. like, pretty amazing, believe me. <laughs> yeah, we'd definitely be interested. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I was looking at what workshops there were, and really I was just picking one that was available at that time. I would have, um, I will say I would have gone to pretty much most things um, and there was a, a workshop on freestyle suspension by um, Andra and I'll have to put his name in the the, um, uh, the notes because I yeah. even say it. Andra Pulu Tronpon okay I don't, I don't know so what's what's, what's what's freestyle <laughs> suspension exactly um, so a freestyle suspension is uh, a bit crazy Um, and it's essentially, rather than using all of the tried and tested um, harnesses and uh, suspension-worthy ties that one normally uses, it's, um, it's pretty much suspending people from uh, just some more freestyle rope that you do. So doing some rope on the floor and then working on using that to suspend the person. That, that does sound a bit advanced, isn't it? <laughs> I would say it was probably a bit more advanced than I am. Okay. Uh, but I had uh, quite an experienced uh, rigger that I'd, that, in fact, who was the person that I tied with at Anatomy the time before. Ah, so um, you had prior experience with him. Yeah, so I asked him if he would want to go to the workshop with me once I spotted it, and he was into it. He goes to a lot of um, events. And he also, because the rope community is quite small there, I think, or at least it's very connected, he also since then has tied with a good friend of mine, a good friend of ours, actually, um, who was in Thailand before. So she was also at the workshop, and I'd been to something else, which I'll talk about in a second, and some of the people from the other thing that I'd been were at this workshop as well. So it was quite fascinating how people I'd met in different areas then were all at this workshop. So what you're saying is the the rope community in the UK is A, pretty large, pretty giant, but also very tight-knit. Yeah, and I think that because this was quite an advanced workshop, um, like the leaders of the Nottingham Rope Group, who were who the people I'd uh, talked to before, they, they came to it. So people who were quite into rope mm. um, were at this particular workshop. Um, all the, and it all was the big hitters. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and it was amazing. I mean, it, you know, for me, the chance and the opportunity to see people do rope and, and to see them do suspensions because, you know, we have a hard point in Bangkok, but there aren't really very many. So you and I yeah. don't get to see live as many suspensions as we might be interested in. Yeah. Um, and to see how other bunnies take to the rope um, and to see how other riggers do it was really interesting. And I would say it was an advanced workshop for most of the people there. So You were a little it, nervous going into that, weren't you? I was, yeah, I was very nervous because I was thinking, you know, I, this very nice person had agreed to, to be my partner and I wanted him to get um, enjoyment out of the workshop. But I also know that although I have, Know, reasonable suspension experience is not that much compared to what is possible um and so i was nervous that i wouldn't be able to i guess do very much wasn't wasn't quite sure hmm. and and you were going into not only an advanced workshop but a big community with uh with some pretty hardcore players so you wondered what you would look like by comparison right yeah very much so very much so and and you know there is like i'm a um what would we say voluptuous bunny like i'm not a um 40 kilogram tiny bunny and i have some flexibility from yoga but i'm not super strong mm -hmm. and so i wasn't quite sure if how how much of an odd one out i was going to feel um and i'm sure the the other thing is going into a community where you know everybody knows each other um is is a bit of a challenge so um most of the people there had met each other at least once so so what I'm hearing is that when you're rope touristing and you go to an event, well, A, you go to whatever is happening at the dates you're there. So maybe you yeah. had to stretch your comfort zone a little bit on the, yeah. the level of event. And yeah. also it takes quite a bit of courage to show up. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I really like rope, clearly, otherwise we wouldn't be doing this podcast. And so, so yeah. <laughs> and so that is a, a strong motivator for me. to like That gave me the courage, I guess. And I did have at that one a friend who was also going, who I knew. So I did know one person, and I had tied with my rigor before. Mm -hmm. And I'm super pleased that I went. Like, it was... Um, it was it was a great experience, and the person who was uh, leading the workshop, um, whose name we'll put in the <laughs> notes, we can't say it. Andra. Um, had a, Andra, yeah. Um, although that's not how he introduces himself, but yeah, his fet name. Okay. He was very friendly and just so down to earth, and his style, which I really liked, was to say to people, you know, I'm here for you to develop your own style of rope in a mm. more sophisticated way. So I'm not here to teach you, you know, the true one holy way to do work. Oh, that's, that's, that's so nice because as a rigger, like, I really don't want a teacher to, like, try to overwrite my own style mm -hmm. with his style. I want I want to take things that I can incorporate in my old style. And exactly. Not, and not to copy the guy's style. Yeah, I think you would have... It would have been nice to have had you there, obviously. I think you would have liked it. He His style is very much take to build on what people already do and and to that um end the first activity in the workshop was actually for people to do a very short scene uh so that he could watch people's style of rope right from the start um, which i thought was a great idea yeah i mean it's interesting hey guys this is fox coming in for a short break we really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you 
Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free. Far from it, actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases, and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. How many people were there at the workshop besides the teacher? Uh, Twenty. There were there were t- eight or ten couples, I think. Okay, so uh, on the on the bigger side of things, I would say. Yeah, and that was how. So Camden Rope, uh, which is in the north of London, um, is in a, a pole dancing studio where they have a oh. whole load of beams. That sounds <laughs> very poles- useful. The poles were um, taken out for the the workshop, but yeah, they have a rope jam I think once a month there as well, um, when awesome. they do the shops. Yeah. Okay, so that went pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. I was I was pretty excited at the end of it, and and it also helped me stretch myself, and it did give me a bit more confidence, I think. Yeah, because like it it was quite big for you to go there and in one world, so obviously it's going to. Uh, to encourage you to go to more things like that in the future, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you mentioned a bit earlier a Nottingham rope. What's what's that? Yeah, so Nottingham rope. Um, this is um, so not in London, uh, but up uh, a few hours outside London. And I have uh, friends and family there, and they have. Uh, you you have friends and family in Nottingham rope. I have friends and family in the Midlands, which is near Nottingham rope. So I was looking again. What I did was I knew when I was going and I looked on FetLife mm-hmm. to see what was happening at that time. Oh, so you did a, a bit of prep work then? I did, I did. Um, because uh, part of me wants to just organize my trips back to the UK around rope. Uh-huh. Um, but I have to say there are other things that um, I need to do while I'm back as well. Okay. So um, spending a bit of time on FetLife and looking to see what kind of things are happening during that time uh, was, was really useful. Mm. Um, and on this one, I actually emailed the organizer, um, who's called uh, Christian Red, and I said to him, I'm thinking of coming, um, you know, do I need to do anything is it okay what what should I do so so he and I had a bit of a conversation beforehand awesome. and that really helped yeah he was really friendly and nice um and just very welcoming um yeah so that's more of a, of a social so they have um probably about 30 or 40 people um again it's quite a big group um and they um split into two groups so a beginner and an intermediate group and then uh, Christian usually leads I think the intermediate group and someone else will lead the beginner group and they'll basically practice a tie together oh. mm. um, and then at the end if there's time and if people want to they can do a bit of um, I would say light light steaming because it is in a pub um, oh okay and it's a, yeah it's in the upstairs of a pub and although it's um, a private room it's still uh, in a pub plus I will say it was freezing so, um, <laughs> that's one problem we don't have in Thailand exactly yeah so it was I think I went in March April that kind of time and it's you know the evening and I, like for me coming from Thailand I thought it was really cold so I had four or five layers on hmm. um, so less keen to yeah you know obviously yeah so you did the free rope things during your trip you did anatomy you did Camden rope and you did <laughs> Nottingham rope so that's yeah. that's actually quite a lot of rope for a short trip to somewhere. 
Uh, did you see anyone else that was in Europe? Yeah, so um, I also have a good friend who, who you were just mentioning, Tiny Ty to the Moon. She um, is very into rope, and she introduced me to some other people, and I, I managed to go along to some, some social stuff with people, and that was really nice as well, to just chat and connect. Um, and that gave me the opportunity to see um, with someone, Christian actually, uh, in a different context um, and, and do some nice... Uh, very nice rope with him. That's that's pretty awesome. It's it's true that uh, in Thailand we're lucky to have friends come visit us from all over the world. So, like if we in turn go to visit their countries, we we know a few people in in quite a few places, don't we? Yeah, definitely. And I have indeed invited Christian um, and many others to come out and see us if they um uh, if they ever fancy coming to Thailand. Sure, it's it's a good place to come for a holiday, and you can do some rope at the same time. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. So Maya, if I were to go to the UK for the purpose of doing rope, what what kind of rope people would I meet there? You think? Um, so it's it's interesting. There were there were slight differences in the scenes, um, like the Midland scene and the London scene. Um, and you know, this is something I don't know a huge amount about. So this is just impressions from an outsider. Um, but anatomy, obviously, it's very rope focused mm -hmm. um so so less or the the feel certainly at the jams is less kind of i'm gonna say less kink overall focused and more okay. specifically rope focused but i also think that might be just because you know i went to a jam and it was rope and someone was doing a little bit of impact um light impact but really the focus there is on learning rope but they do mm -hmm. also have um other nights I think where there's a bit more scening going on and stuff like that okay. um, and um, it also looks like Nottingham started doing uh, a night a month where it's more of a kind of rope play party uh, event oh. yeah that yeah, sounds I, promising I know I've already uh, <laughs> I've already put a comment on it to remind <laughs> myself to see if I can go along to that when I go back but yeah so um I think it was interesting to me how rope obsessed the people were, and 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 awesome, because I think in Thailand there are a few people who are you know really into rope like us, but they they have like a really strong community of people who are really rope focused, and and so that's pretty nice. One day, Maya. One day. I know, so I know. So Maya, eventually you will have to go back to the UK, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what 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 will you try to do when you go back, and what are the things you would do again? What are the things you haven't done this time? You will try to do next time. Hmm. Okay. So I guess keeping my on the connections that I've built already have been really nice um, at the workshop, at the social, um, at the jams, and keeping those um, live, I guess, is really nice. Yeah. Um, and I just met really nice people. So Christian Red's um, partner in Twine Star is also delightful. Um, and just talk, just talking to them about rope was lovely. Um, and so yeah, ha ha building my connections with them is important, and and seeing what they're up to and what kind of things they're doing uh, on FetLife. Um, I also think it's quite important to have um, an online profile, your Fet profile, which has rope photos. So okay. so. As as you know well, um, I'm always a bit nervous about putting 
photos up and I don't put my face up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that having photos of me doing rope is important and helpful so people can see that I am serious about it. So it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I get messages from people who want to tie with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other day I got one from someone who, you know, was saying, oh, I've got lots of rope experience and can, can we tie together? But his photos were, um, <laughs> he had only four photos and, and two, two were basically, you know, come on a face, a girl's face or a girl's ass. Okay. So that does um, not scream rope to you. No, it, it doesn't. It, uh, and and that's fine, like, you know, have your fat profile if you like. But if you're telling me that you're a rigger with some experience, then, you know, I'm kind of expecting to see some rope photos. Does that, does that make well, sense? You should check out my profile because I've uh, got some rope photos up. I think up. you have. I think you have. But, it's, but that's actually exactly what I mean. Like, you can then see, okay, this person is tied with a number of people. You can see that people have liked the photos and all have commented on them, so... There's a connection there, mm. and it, it just makes you feel safer, basically. Yeah, because it gives a sense of reality to it. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm great at rope, but how do you know if you're rope touristing? Yeah, that's um, that's a thing. So I, I hear that sometimes on the internet people lie. Oh, no. No, surely not. Um, yes, the more uh, social proof, as we call it, um, the better. So you, you've already talked about three different rope groups in in the UK, so surely there cannot be more, right? <laughs> there are a ton of rope groups in the UK, and I would actually go to more as well. So uh, in London, there's also uh, Peer Rope London and uh, a Rope Bite chapter mm-hmm. in London. Um, and there's a munch that's specifically rope based. Get um, out of here. They have a munch yeah. just for rope. A munch just for rope. I'm yeah. jealous. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, and then there are a ton of other groups in the Midlands and in the north. So uh, there's one in Leeds and one in Leicester uh, and, and many other places. And there's also a hitch in Bitches in London. So a female orientated rope oh. group. Is so, that females tying females or is that yeah, females, females tying mm-hmm. anything? No, I think it's an all-women um, okay. event, thing, Hitch and Bitches. Um, and that's, there's some of those everywhere. So, yeah, th- there were a lot of different rope events. And the pe- the two people that I've tied with already, um, I would for sure tie with again um, and hope that those connections build as well. Okay. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really nice. So, like, it's it's quite attractive rope-wise on based on what you described. So with climate change, like, if... If the UK went up 10 or 15 degrees, I would consider going there. Uh, logistic- I hope to get you there one day. Yeah, eventually. good luck with that. Uh, so logistically, what, what does it look like to organize a rope trip to the UK? Um, so a lot of scouting on FetLife yeah. um, and seeing what's, um, what's happening. And really, if you find an event, usually there'll be um, a looking for a partner thread um oh. especially for workshops yeah so yeah, okay. a lot of them have if you're an unattached rigger or an unattached bottom um you can connect up with people my my personal preference is to message the organizer mm-hmm. um and to ask them if they know someone who's a safe rigger because the challenge with just taking anyone is that you don't have a personal recommendation and and yeah, for me um that recommendation just as a woman going somewhere where I don't know anyone yeah, I would and, uh, and, and you like your radial nerves and you'd like to keep them 
Yes, I do. I would like to keep, you know, functioning as much as possible. Um, so then there's also the costing. So most of the rope jams usually are about five or seven pounds, which is but, probably... But what's, that, what's that in real money? Ten to twelve dollars, maybe. Okay, that's reasonable. Like that. Ten to fifteen dollars, yeah. And then the workshops are obviously a lot more expensive. So that was um, the one that I went to was one hundred and twenty pounds for a couple, so sixty pounds each, which is probably a hundred bucks. Did, so, did you feel it was worth that amount of money? Yeah, I really do. Because it I was really something do. quite advanced and original by someone who really knew his stuff, right? Yeah, he had a lot of knowledge to bring to the party um, and he was just really, he was also just very approachable and I had a good chat with him the day after at the social thing about um, rope in general and yeah, he really, he, he knows his stuff. So, and I can put links to Nottingham Rope, to Camden Rope and to Anatomy in the uh, show notes of this one. So awesome. Them out. Yeah, based based on what you said, the the rope in the UK sounds really good, and you might get me there someday, in the I summer. I hope so. In, in the yeah, summer. for sure in the summer. I want to go in the summer. <laughs> so that's all from us at the Rope Podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, so iTunes or Stitcher, and come friend us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Single word, no hyphen, no space, just Rope Podcast. We love questions from listeners, so drop us a message on FET and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying. <laughs> <laughs>